Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So I wanted to talk about something super quick. So I'm older. I'm going to turn 41 this year. For the first time ever, I, in a dream woke up like in my dream i woke up and like stuff started happening is that weird have you ever woke up in your dream Mm, i think so like you were sleeping in your dream yeah it's weird i think i have i'm not positive i found that very odd so i don't think i've ever done that before it's weird. Like you wake up and you feel like you're going through your day, but you're still asleep. Well, in my dream, actually, I woke up and I was actually in our parents' old bedroom laying in their bed. And I woke up and you know how you used to be able to see through to like the driveway, through the dining room windows? Mm-hmm. There was a cop car in their driveway and I could see the lights Hmm. When I woke up in their bed in my dream. That's interesting. Weird, right? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I thought that was interesting. I thought I'd bring that up. Um, but I have some facts that I hope we haven't done yet. Okay. Okay. First one. There's water on the moon. There is. Apparently. Cappuccino drinks are named after Italian friars, specifically the hoods of their robes. That's interesting because I saw a TikTok today where this girl was doing like a, you know, a design on top of a latte Mm -hmm. and she called it a monk's hood or something like that. Oh. Interesting. Hmm. One of the popes tried to ban sneezing. (laughs) Dude. How in the hell can you do that? You can't. That's ridiculous. Stupid. (laughs) After sea turtles lay eggs, they create decoy nests to fool predators. Smart. Yeah. Earth's con- continents were submerged 3.8 billion years ago. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, I guess. The oh, they water were submerged. Level. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I don't what know What did why. you think? I don't know. I, re- <laughs> I don't know what I thought I read. It wasn't that, though. But I get it now. I'm very tired. I am, too. (laughs) There were periods of extreme cold in ancient Rome, and it was caused by a volcano eruption in Alaska. Weird. I didn't know Alaska had volcanoes. I didn't either. In the picture. Tropical songbirds reproduce less during droughts. Are they sad? Is that why? Well, they're probably dehydrated. Mm. Duck-billed dinosaurs were present in Africa, and they swam from Europe or Asia. Huh. Mm. Crazy. There's a coral reef in the Great Barrier Reef that's taller than the Empire State Building. Oh, my gosh. See? Yeah, no. That's exactly why we stay away from the ocean. That is that is what holy shit 
An animal in Antarctica hibernated over 250 million years ago, which is the oldest evidence of a hibernation-like state. Hmm. Interesting. The New Guinea singing dog isn't extinct. Okay. That means nothing to me. I didn't even know it existed. (laughs) Me neither. So next one. Tectonic plates became a thing over four billion years ago, at least a billion years earlier than we thought. You learn a new stuff all the time about the Earth. Yeah. There's a blue fruit that gets its color from its fat. Interesting. From its fat? That's what it says. Fruit I guess the fat, fat? the fat content in it? Weird. Well, it's, it just says a blue fruit, so it's probably not anything we eat often, I wouldn't think. Some bats make different kinds of sounds to talk about different subjects like food or sleep. That's cool. Animals are way smarter than we think they are. Yeah. A gas associated with living organisms is in Venus's atmosphere. Hmm. Interesting. The oldest known species of pythons were in Germany. Modern humans reached westernmost Europe 38,000 to 41,000 years ago, 5,000 years earlier than we thought. Hmm. There are four buried lakes on Mars. Bear, what? Buried lakes? They're saying that there is so much stuff under ground on mars like the the surface isn't quite habitable but apparently i don't you know i don't know huh that's weird yeah through sensing electrostatic fields bumblebees can tell if another bee has visited the flower they're at in the last couple minutes how do they know that i don't know uh, babies' brains are wired to see faces and places. Um, isn't isn't that normal? Like, isn't that what people do? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> On average, lightning strikes Earth 100 times each second. Like every second? Apparently. Oh. Uh, and lightning strikes over 100 million times a year in the tropics. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. A 550 million year old fossilized digestive tract was found in Nevada, making it the oldest known digestive tract ever. <laughs> 550 million years old. It doesn't say what it was from, though. I'm trying, I was trying to figure out what that animal is. Uh, maybe an alligator? Or No. It might be, maybe, or something like it. Hmm. That is crazy, though. There is a giant lake bed a mile under northwest Greenland. Apparently, there are, like, lakes and waterfalls in the ocean. You heard that? Yeah, and I don't, I can't, I don't understand how that's possible. I I don't either. Some hummingbirds use colors we can't see to find food. Interesting. How do they know? I maybe a hummingbird told them. <laughs> like, hey, you see that? <laughs> no, I don't. I can. 
Uh, in the past couple decades, supermassive black holes in distant distant galaxies have launched jets of material. Hmm. That is crazy because apparently black holes up until this point have only sucked things in. We've never seen them spit shit out until recently. Oh, great. Yeah. Uh, There was a badger-like animal 66 million years ago, and scientists named it (laughs) Adalatherium, which means crazy beast. (laughs) (laughs) Over a thousand years ago, Puebloans in modern-day New Mexico survived droughts by melting ancient ice in the the depths of caves. That's interesting. So they would go in caves and find ice and melt it during droughts. Hmm. Very interesting. It's likely that more than 11 species of fish can walk on land. What? What? I don't want to see no walking fish. Hell no. If fish start walking out of the fucking ocean, I am out of here. I don't know where I'm going to go, but. (laughs) (laughs) When plants are under attack from insects, they let out aromas that warn other plants and entice the insects' predators. Huh. Interesting. Everything's interesting tonight. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe you should come up with another word for the next few. (laughs) Uh, Mars constantly makes a humming noise. It's probably from all the civilization underground. (laughs) All the Martians. (laughs) An extinct species of monkey crossed the Atlantic on its own. What? How? Like, did it hop a ride or like on a boat? Did it build a boat? No, it said hop a ride. Like there was already a boat. And it got on it. They stole a boat. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm tired. How the heck did a species of monkey cross the Atlantic on its own? What the fuck? That's not true. And once again, how do they know? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Uh, This one everyone probably knows by now. The urban legend about the ghost of a boy appearing in Three Men and a Baby actually started after the film was released on home video. The story goes that in the background of one of the scenes, you can see the ghost of a nine-year-old boy who killed himself in the apartment where Three three Men and a Baby was filmed. But the ghost is actually a cardboard cutout of Ted Danson's character, which can be seen earlier in the film. Also, the apartment was a set built on a soundstage. There are a few theories as to how the rumor started, like how it was the studio trying to drive up VHS rentals. It could just be that the low resolution of VHS tapes and the fact that the TVs were smaller in the 80s and 90s just made it hard to determine what the figure was. 
Or some dumbass saw it and immediately thought it was a ghost and spread the rumor around. Absolutely. That's 100% what happened. Mm -hmm. And then everyone loves a good ghost story. Oh, yeah. Especially with proof. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone would. I did it. Yeah. Scared the crap out of me. I was like eight. (laughs) (laughs) There's one about the Wizard of Oz, too. Yeah. Those are ostriches. Yeah. Not a... Hanging, hanging little person. Yeah, from, yeah, no, not a thing. <laughs> and it makes me so mad when they get debunked. Well, yeah, it's much funner when, yeah, when it's when it's a mystery and yeah. you're like, what is it? Yeah. And those were mine for the beginning. Oh, okay, okay. I did. They're called they're twisted medical stories. Oh gosh, okay. <laughs> When I was about 16, I started having these little red irritated spots showing up on my arm. My mom was immediately like, you have psoriasis, just go tanning. What? So I tanned for about a week and they just got worse. Now I had them all over my body. I even had spots on my eyelids. Hmm. I went to the doctor finally and he made a gruesome discovery. It turned out I had ringworm. <gasps> even worse... By tanning, I was basically rubbing them all over with the lotions and incubating them while I tanned. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I got ringworm once. Did you really? How do you get that? Yeah. Well, I got it because we, the house that me and Eric bought yeah. was gross. I remember, yeah. And they had animals. Yeah. And somehow, I get, when we were cleaning it. Before we moved in, I got it somehow. Oh, my. Because they were fucking nasty. And uh, it took a little while for it to go away. Do you have to, like, take something or? Yeah, I don't remember what I did. It was a long time ago. Have you seen the TikToks about people, like, de-parasiting themselves? No. Apparently, everyone has parasites. And there's kits that you can buy at, like, CVS to de-parasite yourself. Well, okay. I know it sounds gross, you know, but I'm sure they're there for a reason. Maybe. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Parasites? I don't know. But ew. (laughs) Does it show, what does it look like? Well, like some people... They show pictures of it, but and it looks like little, I don't know, like a chewed up piece of food, maybe. You know what I mean? Like a like a piece of meat. Ew. Yeah, they like cough them up or they uh, pee them out. And they're just like little grody things that people have are expelling from their bodies. That's gross. I know. And they put it on TikTok. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> Anyway, (laughs) my husband and I were messing around and he chased me through the kitchen. When I took a hard left turn, he lost his footing and fell on his side. He's a big dude, so falling is a bit more horrible for him. He couldn't put pressure on his leg and he knew immediately he was hurt pretty bad. He was able to crawl to the couch and once he settled in, he said he wasn't in too much pain. He decided to sleep on the couch that night so he wouldn't have to go upstairs. We made an appointment in the morning for the ER so we wouldn't have to sit there all day. But they didn't have an opening until 2 p.m. So we just hung out at the house. 
He was in a decent amount of ambient pain, but it didn't seem too urgent. Once we got to the hospital, however, we found out the shocking truth. Oh, God. He had broken his hip, (gasps) breaking off the entire ball joint from the top of his femur. Oh, my God. The nurse said they couldn't believe that he was able to sit up and sleep on it, which implied that we should have come to the night before, and probably by ambulance. It required surgery with some hefty bolts to put it back into place. But the crazy part is that apparently a healthy 30-year-old man breaking his femur from standing is highly unusual. (laughs) That's when we found out that there was an even more terrifying cause behind it. After several tests and an MRI, it turned out he was in the early stages of osteoporosis. Oh my god. Even craziest, it was due to a pituitary tumor in his brain whoa so we discovered a benign brain tumor all because the dude was wearing slippery socks (laughs) holy shit (laughs) that's crazy when you started reading that i thought this guy was like an older dude yeah no wow god i couldn't imagine breaking the ball absolutely i was thinking though that's gonna be me or that would be me i like break my leg and it's hanging off i'm like yeah i'm okay (laughs) Okay, I'll just I'll just walk it off. <laughs> I went to the doctor to get a note for a day off work because I didn't feel so great. The doctor poked me in the stomach and said, "That's not normal." Then sent me off to have a scan, which took me 2 months to get around to. 2 weeks later, I got a letter from the doctor asking me to come in. When I got there, the doctor went off at me for not coming in sooner. He told me to go home, pack a bag, and make my way to the Royal Brisbane Brisbane immediately as it might be cancer. Oh my. Some more scans later and it was determined not to be cancer, but a four kilogram cyst. Mm -hmm. My only symptom was an enlarged stomach and the you're getting fat comments (laughs) from my mother. Oh my god. My oldest son was 11 years old and he needed a physical for youth tackle football. He had complained that his ankle hurt during the middle of baseball season, so she asked if he could take off his shoes. When he did, she immediately pointed to the side of his foot where there was a strange bump and informed us he had a broken foot. Oh my god. I didn't believe her because he had the same thing on his other foot as well. Oh my god. So she took a look at that (laughs) other foot and said, oh... He has two broken feet. Holy shit. She then sent us over to get x-rays from the hospital. I was laughing in my head thinking it was so crazy that my son, who not only finished playing in a baseball tournament, but had also been running and jumping at the swimming pool literally an hour before, had two broken feet. What the fuck? After the x-rays were completed, my smile quickly faded as the doctor was right. That's when we learned about how completely flat feet can be damaged with stress fractures that go undetected. Whoa. He was put into a cast for eight weeks and was made to wear special shoes and insoles for the rest of his life. His feet are still deformed, but it has never slowed him down. Holy crap. Wow. People are crazy. I got a new OBGYN and went for a checkup. I braced myself for the horrible pain, and she immediately stopped. As it turns out, extreme pain down there isn't normal, (laughs) but I just had three other OBGYNs who apparently didn't care that I cried in pain every time I was checked. She called it vulvar... hmm, 
vulvar vestibulitis, but the most commonly used term now is vulvodynia. Oh my. Apparently, there's no known cause, but some doctors think it may be due to having too many nerve endings in the area. I am doing somewhat better now thanks to some physical therapies and a lidocaine ointment that I can apply beforehand. Whoa. That sucks. Yeah, poor thing. It's horrible enough to have to do that kind exactly. of stuff and then for it to be that painful. When I was a medical student, a patient and his brother came in together. The patient was just there for a post-op visit after a hernia repair. Turns out, after inspection, he actually had another baseball-sized hernia. Somehow, that's not the craziest part. His brother, on the other hand, literally had a football-sized hernia visibly coming out of the left leg of his shorts. What? It looked like an inginal <laughs> hernia. And he was able to use it as an armrest. Oh my god, what? I asked him if that bothered him at all. And he just straight up said, my brother's hernias were painful, but this isn't. So I thought it was just a quirky defect. <laughs> I hope he was lying to save face, but we recommended he get it taken care of. Oh my god. How, how are you just not worried about that? Or are you so worried that you don't, you know, like you don't want to deal with it. So you just pretend it's I not there. I think there are some people that just refuse to go to the doctor for anything. Oh my anything. gosh. I, I couldn't do that. Not with something like that. Yeah. Size something sticking out of my. Using it as an armrest? (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Oh my god. People are crazy. (laughs) I work at a dentist office. A patient came in for an exam, concerned that a part of her tooth was chipped off. On examination, it was not a chip, but rather a piece of calculus. Is that right? Isn't that math? That's math. That's what it says. She had math in her mouth. (laughs) What's the problem, Jody? (laughs) I swear it says calculus. It does. It's C-A-L-C-U-L-U-S, okay? I I think that means, like, like build up, you know, like the... Yeah, I I think it's the same thing, but it's math. Okay. Which is the buildup of hard tartar that covers your teeth oh. over time when, when you don't Because <laughs> I was stuck on that word. Must have two meanings or something. It has I think to. It, it's spelled different, I think. Oh. Anyway. It can be small deposits or, in this case, an entire bridge covering her actual tooth, teeth. She thought the calculus was tooth material and was quite shocked to learn we were actually unable to see her real teeth. Ew. We gave her an extensive cleaning to remove it all. That must mean that they hadn't been to the dentist in a long time, if ever. Yeah. This one was actually from back when I was a medical student, but it's still the weirdest thing I've seen. It was my last rotation in med- medical school before graduating and starting residency. I had completed all my requirements and just wanted to take a few interesting electives of things I hadn't seen yet. This was a dermatology rotation at the VA. The rotation had been interesting and chill, and I was seeing my third-to-last patient as a medical student. The guy came in, and the resident asked him why he was there. 
He said, I have hair coming out of my hand. I figured he meant a weird mole with some hair coming out, but this guy, who was probably in his late 30s or early 40s, said, no, the hair is coming out from under the skin. The resident asked him what he did for a living, and he said he was a barber. Hmm. Apparently, it's not too uncommon for hair to poke through the skin, especially for barbers who cut men's hair. It's short, thin, and can be kind of pokey, after all. It was sort of like getting a, a sliver but with hair. But the guy said, no, it's a lot of hair. Look. He held up his hand, making a fist, and there were several hairs poking out from between the knuckles and his pointer and middle finger. I stared in confusion, and the resident grabbed some tweezers to pull out maybe a half a dozen short black hairs. The guy said, yeah, I already poked out like 50. That's when the resident's face dropped. We numbed up the underside of his hand between the first and second knuckle and made a little incision. We were shocked at the mass of hair that we uncovered. We started pulling out gobs of short black hair, a chunk of 20, a chunk of 30, etc. At some point, she got the magnifying glasses out with an attachment light and said, Oh my gosh, there are still more in there. Sir, do you know how all this hair got into your hand? His answer was so disturbing, it's unforgettable. The guy said, oh, it probably came in through there. He flipped his hand over to reveal a hole in the palmer aspect of his hand's skin. It turns out the dude had cut himself like two years before this and it had never healed properly. He was diabetic. So he just kept cutting hair with his open wound on his hand probably every day. A few hairs got stuck in his hand for two years. Now those hairs had turned had tunneled through the webbing between his fi- his first and second fingers from the front of his hand and out the back side. We spent like 30 minutes milking his hand and fingers while more and more hair came out. She said there's no way I got it all out, so you have to come back every 2 weeks for a few months for us to keep removing more hair from your hand. Holy shit. That is crazy. That is one disgusting. And that is Okay, so has Daddy ever told you about his barber and how, like, horrible his hands are? No, I don't think so. His hands are like, it's like sandpaper. Like, literal, like, sandpaper. Oh. Because he's got little hairs all in oh his... Oh, my gosh. I've never heard of that. And I saw TikTok where a, you know, the people that prepare dead bodies? yeah. They can always tell who the hairdressers are and the barbers because of all the hair behind their eyes. What? Yeah. So much hair gets in their eyes and they don't feel it. So it just goes behind there and they've got a mass of hair behind their eyes. And they find like they find it when they die or something. Yeah. When they're when they're doing the autopsy and they. Oh, my gosh. Ew. Yeah. Crazy. That's horrible. I know. Don't cut hair. We're at 15. All right. That's all I got for this week. Okay. So I have some real life scary stories right out of a horror movie. Back in the 70s, friends and I planned a camping trip for a long weekend. We picked up a hitchhiker headed to Kernville and dropped him off on the way. We thought it was no big deal, but when we got to our campsite, my girlfriend made a chilling discovery. She found a note from the hitchhiker on her bag. It said, I could have made you all disappear forever. We didn't sleep that night. 
Ugh. Creepy. Don't pick up hitchhikers. He wasn't wrong. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Next one, I met a guy who had been traveling through Australia with a couple of friends, hitchhiking around as many people have done. He told me a story that I'll never forget. One day, one of his friends told him that they were near his distant uncle's house. He'd never met him before, but he got his uncle's phone number from a family member. He called him, and as the hitchhikers had hoped, the uncle offered them a place to stay for the night. He picked them up and drove them to his rural property way out in the bush. They said he seemed like a pretty friendly, cheery, and normal guy, so they had no worries about staying with him. When it was time to set up a place to sleep, the uncle opened a closet that was totally full of sleeping bags and bedrolls. They didn't think much about it at the time, but looking back, it was a sign that something wasn't right. They set up on the floor and stayed for a few days. Then the uncle drove them back to the bus station and they went on their way. A year later, the authorities took the uncle into custody. It turned out that he had been picking up young hitchhiking backpackers, then killing them. The guy telling the story was 100% certain he had slept in the sleeping bag of one of his victims. Uh, Holy shit. I knew that was coming. Yeah. (laughs) Next one, I was exploring the forest near my house with my cousin. We were on a steep hill, and as we looked down, we saw that there were a bunch of craters at the very bottom. We looked inside one of the craters, and we saw something strange. There was a backpack in there. We tried to climb down, but the hill was too steep and slippery to do it safely, so we planned on returning later with a rope. The next day, there was a news story about how there was a backpack with the remains of a girl in that forest. A guy walking his dog found it after the dog would not stop barking at the edge of the crater and staring at the backpack. My cousin and I decided not to go exploring in the forest anymore after we saw that news clip. Horrible. Could you imagine if they got it? Oh, my God. Next one, I lived with three other girls in college. All three took off early for spring break, leaving me alone in the house. During my first night on my own, I heard someone bang on my front door at 2 a.m. Then I heard more knocks at my back door. A man yelled, I'm an officer, open the door. I didn't believe him, so I stayed in my room and stared and started to panic. As I heard bodies slam against the door and the man say, little girl, open the door. We know you're alone. I frantically dialed 911. Thank God I did. As the sirens approached, I saw officers chase four boys from our school hockey team and pin them face down on the grass. I had to file restraining orders against them all. What the fuck? I has holes. Seriously. When I worked in healthcare, I had a patient who got a sinus infection. He stopped taking his antibiotics after a few days because he felt better. Then overnight, everything fell apart. He got to the emergency department where the doctors realized he was experiencing stroke symptoms. It turned out that his sinus infection had spread to his cranial cavity. There was so much pus in there that it was twisting his brain. No one thought he would survive the surgery. The family was advised to expect the worst, but amazingly, he somehow made it through. It wasn't an easy recovery, though. He ended up needing three more surgeries to wash all the pus out and then spent almost two months in the hospital. Take your full dose of antibiotics, people. (laughs) So many people don't. I know. It's not that hard. No, it's really not. Well, what they like to do is they like to take it until they feel better and then they they keep them 
in case they get sick again. Oh. It's like, no, that's not how it works. You can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Or your head will fill with pus. Ew. (laughs) Uh, My sister and I were playing outside when an elderly couple walked by our yard. Our yard had this cemetery in the back that was a common local attraction for tourists as the house was built in the 1800s. Most of the graves were of children lost to illnesses. The old couple was pestering my sister. They were asking her to tell them her name. We got scared and ran inside to tell our mom what had happened. The following week, I heard a story on the news about an elderly couple approaching a teenage girl and attacking her. It was the same couple who came over to us that day. Still scares me. That's weird. What the fuck? Next one, when I was younger, my, mo- my mother managed the apartment where we lived. Right before Halloween, she told a scary story about a tragic accident involving two little boys and their mom above us in the vacant apartment. She said, if you listen closely, you can still hear their footsteps running up and down the hallway. At that very moment, we heard the sound of running upstairs. The look on my mother's face was pure terror. (laughs) She called the neighborhood patrolman and one of the on-duty maintenance guys to go and check the apartment. They found a homeless mother living there who had slipped through an open window with her two children. My mom never told us ghost stories again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. (laughs) She was shitting her pants. (laughs) Next one, my ex and I were driving on a big Canadian road trip a year ago. One night, it was getting dark, so we decided to grab a hotel room and settle in for the night. On the way, we came across a car and a girl standing on the road and trying to flag us down. Keep in mind, this was a rural area and we hadn't seen any cars in a while, so we were already confused and weirded out. Just to be safe, we stopped, mostly to see if the girl needed help. As my boyfriend rolled down his window to talk to the girl, I slammed my foot on the gas and took off. I happened to look at the opposite side of the road and saw three guys coming out of the bushes with baseball bats. Mm. I don't know what that girl was doing, but I'm pretty sure she wasn't going to, she was going to lure us into something horrific. Yep. That's why you don't stop for anybody. It's really fucking sad that you can't. All you can do is keep going, call 911, let them know. Exactly. That's their job. And thank God for them. Next one. I lived in a house with four housemates for a year. We had a pretty big backyard with motion detector lights, a garage, and a tool shed that we never really used. Two of my housemates were very superstitious. They believed in ghosts, spirits, and other stuff like that. So when the lights in our backyard kept turning on randomly, I assumed it was animals, while my housemates were sure it was a ghost. One even said that she had caught a man ghost looking through our window one night. She thought it was scary. I thought she was just being ridiculous. A few nights later, though, I became a believer. I looked outside, and I swore I saw a man standing behind the mesh door that led into our back patio. I screamed, got my roomies down, and made them all made us all investigate. By the time we all got out there, whoever, there, whoever was there, if anyone had been there at all, was gone. Uh, flash forward a few months, I moved back to my home country and FaceTimed one of my housemates. Well, it turns out that that man hadn't been a ghost, but a homeless man had been living in our tool shed for God knows how long. Gave me the creeps for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's creepy. Next one, when I was eight, we had, we all had to take swimming lessons at school. My mom worked late, so I went to after school care and didn't get home until after it was dark. 
One day when we came home, my mom told me to get my swimsuit and towel and hang them on the clothesline to dry. That way, I would be able to wear them the next day. I was so confident going outside to do this. I had this real feeling of finally being a big kid, you know? But as I walked out into the backyard, everything changed. Suddenly, a man leapt over our gate and started sprinting towards me. I screamed, jumped inside, and instinctively locked the back door. Thankfully, he ran off and didn't try anything like that again, but it really messed me up. I slept with the light on until I was 16, and I get my husband to go outside for me while it's dark. That is horrible. <laughs> the one time. Just want to go do something <laughs> independent. Damn it. <laughs> Next one, my mom once stopped to help an overturned car on the side of the highway. As we got out of our vehicle, my mom immediately called emergency as I wandered over to see if anyone needed help. Near the wreck, I saw the driver treating a woman, I think it was his wife, roughly. I was only a teenager, and the guy was almost three times my size, so I tried to get my mom to come over. She was busy on the phone, leaving me with these two people. I quickly realized that the man was intoxicated and looking for a fight. I figured that the only way we were going to get out of this was by playing it cool and then driving away as fast as we could. Once I could get my mom's attention, I'd find a way to tell her, but in the meantime, it was me and the two passengers. The man asked me to help him move the car. I just stared at him and told him that it was a 10-man job and there was no way he and I could do it. Then his wife started to scream at him. She was shouting that she got him hurting her and crashing the car on camera and that she sent the video to his sister. This caused the man to lose his mind. He picked me up and literally threw me. Then he shoved my mom, took her phone, and pushed her down the bank. Panicking, I told him I had a knife and I wasn't afraid to use it. I wasn't afraid to use it if he touched my mother again. With that, he took his focus off my mom and stared right at me. As I tried to calm him, my mom snuck back into the car. When she was ready, I made a run for our vehicle. On my way, a car that was speeding on the road almost hit me, but I made it to my mom. I heard her start the engine as I jumped in and we tore off at the local to the local station. The man was apprehended a couple hours later for two charges, one for hurting his wife and the second for assaulting an officer. We call emergency when we see crashes now. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, again. Mm hmm. Uh, once my friend went out to meet this girl who seemed really nice. After drinking with her, she passed out and woke up in an Uber. She told the driver that she didn't know where she was. He told her that the girl brought her to his car because she wanted to make sure her friend got home safe. My friend insisted that something was that something very wrong had happened and told the Uber driver to pull over. He was a good man. He immediately believed her and stopped the car and called for officers to come and figure out what was going on. When the officers heard what happened, they said they recognized the address that the Uber driver had been given by this mystery girl. It turns out that there was some kind of human trafficking operation. A girl would slip something into a pretty girl's drink, then pour her into a cab and send her to the same house. Until my friend called in, none of the girls had been seen again. Mm, that's scary. That is scary. Next one, when my friend came home after work, his wife was gone. He thought she had taken the dogs for a walk, so check, he checked the normal walk route. Then he saw all these flashing blue lights. An officer stopped him and said he wasn't allowed to come any closer. 
but my friend had the sinking feeling. He looked over the officer's shoulders and realized that there was a woman bleeding on the sidewalk. That's when his stomach dropped. The woman was his wife. It turned out that she had been on a walk in her neighborhood when a man randomly attacked her. He had just been released from a mental institution and randomly happened to cross paths with her. Sadly, her injuries were too extensive and she passed in the hospital. But it's the scariest story I've ever heard because it's so meaningless. This man ended her life for no reason. Mm-hmm. Happens a lot. It's scary. So you just don't go anywhere. You can't. Not by yourself. Not by yourself. Uh, next one, there's a big bread factory in my town. One day, years ago, maintenance men had to go into the bread oven to fix some issue. The oven had been off for 24 hours before they arrived, but it was still hot. The maintenance man didn't want to go in, but the company insisted, saying that any more time wasted would lose them even more money. So the maintenance guys took out baskets that held the raw bread on the conveyor belt, climbed onto the conveyor, and started up the machinery. Almost immediately upon entering the oven on the conveyor, the maintenance guys realized that something was terribly wrong. It's way, way too hot to be safe. They tried to run out, but there were too many baskets on the belt for them to get out. The path was blocked. They were trapped. The only thing that they could do was stay on the conveyor and go through the oven, a slow and horrifically painful process that essentially baked them alive. Those outside assisting with maintenance had to listen to their screams. Then the oven went completely silent. They saw one burnt body emerge on the other side of the oven The second man somehow lived, but only for a few moments. That's horrifying. That is horrifying. And those are mine for the week. Okay. It's time for the witty wrap-up. Yay, witty (laughs) wrap-up! These are just uh, funny and disturbing stories of family (laughs) antics. Oh, no. Disturbing? Oh, no. Yeah. When my brothers and sisters duct-taped my little brother to a pole in our basement and left him there for hours. And we would periodically walk down to feed him dry, lucky charms and water. What the fuck? (laughs) That's mean. (laughs) (laughs) My sister sleepwalks and she constantly or consistently would talk to something in her closet. Oh my God. Hold us hostage with butcher knives and set the house on fire. What? The amount of times we woke up with knives in our faces is truly absurd, but it was just part of the day. Holy shit. (laughs) My brother and I used to decorate the house with my mom's pads and panty liners like they were stickers. Oh my God. One time... (laughs) One time we put them on the back of her pants and she went about her day with no idea. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Kill my kids. Holy shit. <laughs> I would die. That's awful. <laughs> oh, my gosh. When I was like five, my cousins made me eat dog food and they said I'd be able to turn into a dog whenever I wanted to. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing if that was true? <laughs> All you have to do is eat a little dog food. <laughs> I'd eat some cat food. Oh, then you lays around all day. Yes. <laughs> they always look so comfortable. They do, especially when you're leaving for work. Oh. Like, they're just laying there. Yes. And you're like, fuck you. <laughs> I pay for all this. Yeah. <laughs> One time when I was eight, I drew a face on a two-by-four fi- two block of wood and played with it all day. And my six-year-old brother made me mad, so I chucked it at his head. 
And he had to go to the hospital with a split open head, and I cried for the blood-covered block as my dad made me throw it out. Oh, my God. Don't feel bad for your brother. Fuck my brother. My (laughs) block is getting thrown away. Me, my best friend, and my brother used to put a bunch of blankets and pillows in my dog's crate and then put her little sister in and roll it around the house and down the (laughs) stairs and call them joy rides. (laughs) This must be before internet. Yeah. (laughs) One time my older sister had to babysit me while my parents went out for the night and she put me in her car and took me to a house party and told me to sit in the back seat on the back floor until she returned hours later. Oh my gosh. That's awful. (laughs) (laughs) My sister used to bike without asking me. Oh wait, sorry. My My sister used my bike without asking me, so of course that made me mad. I grabbed a broom and yeeted that shit like a spear in her direction, and it somehow perfectly went through a spoke and knocked her off, split her head open, and broke her ulna and radius in her right forearm. Oh, my gosh. That's... Like, what are the odds? I'm sorry. I hate that word. What? Yeet. Oh. (laughs) I heard it somewhere, and I was asking Peyton about it. He's like, yeah. I'm like, really? That's a word that people use. Someone said on TikTok, she was like, a coworker just said to me, yeah, bet. Like, bet is a word now? Uh, Not that I've ever I don't know what the fuck that means, but she had to ask another coworker what it (laughs) meant. (laughs) Getting so old. I know. But seriously, it sounds stupid. Yeet. Yeah. Stupid. (laughs) Anyway. When I was around three years old, I was playing outside. My sister at the time was around four, almost five. I was crawling around and my garage door was slightly open. My sister, being the great person she is, thought she'd help by opening the door more. What she didn't realize was the door has to go down before it goes up. Got it. This was in the days before sensors, so the garage door shut on my head. Oh, my God. She panicked and proceeded to click the button repeatedly. (laughs) I laid there screaming while the garage door opened and closed on my head. (laughs) Holy shit. I'm surprised they're not dead. (laughs) Oh, my God. So many people have been killed by garage doors falling. Scary. When I was eight and Megan was six, we decided to steal a gun my dad had hidden in his room. We were outside on the sidewalk and my dad's best friend saw us with it. So he told us he was going to tell our dad. And Meg pointed at him and was all, tell my dad and I'll shoot you. He then just said, never mind, and kept walking. Never mentioned it to my dad before he passed away. And a couple years ago, we finally told my mom and she was... Oh, he always kept that shit fully loaded. Oh, my God. Um, Moral of the story, my sister has always been a psychopath. Laugh my ass off. (laughs) That's just scary. That is fucking scary. That's not even funny. No, it really isn't. When I was nine, my sister ripped up my poster of Cole Sprouse 
So I pushed her down the stairs and locked myself in my room for four hours. <laughs> Another time, they locked me out with a giant dog and told me if they let me... If they let me in, they would get attacked, so I needed to rough it with the dog. <laughs> When I was 11, my brother and I were outside and accidentally disturbed a wasp nest. I outran him to the house and locked the door so no wasp <laughs> would get in. And he was stuck screaming to let me let him in, getting repeatedly stung. Oh, my God. It sucks being the youngest. <laughs> Someone answered, you did what you had to do. <laughs> <laughs> There's casualties in every war. <laughs> My sisters were fighting when they were about eight and four. When the younger one started crying, the older one choked her out because she didn't want to get in trouble. Oh, my God. She thought she killed her, so she dragged the body down the hall into a room and just kept smacking her until she woke up. Oh, my God. It's horrible. It is. And Kelly thought she had it bad. When I was four, my brother pissed me off, so I beat him in the head with my wooden sandal, and I knocked him out, but I thought he was dead, so I put a blanket over him and told mom, told my mom I had to run away and wouldn't tell her why. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> my sister once held our family cat against my fish tank and let it attack my one and only angelfish, because apparently I took too much club penguin time on the family computer. Oh. People are crazy. When I was a kid, my little sister and I were fighting over one of our sit-and-bounce balls. We had two, but she wanted mine so badly that she pinned me to the ground and pulled out one of my teeth. Oh, my God. As I was screaming. I was five. She was three. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, beat. Yeah. Child. Beat a child. <laughs> My cousin had a parakeet named Rose when we were little. She would let it fly around her room, and one day it flew into a poster and died. Oh, no. So my siblings and her brothers would tell her that the bird committed suicide because it didn't want to be there anymore. <laughs> That's mean. <laughs> my brother pushed me down the stairs in a clothes basket, and my head legit made a hole through the wall. Oh, my God. <laughs> When my sister made me mad and I knew she had plans, I used to throw myself down the steps and blame it on her so she couldn't go to her plans. Gosh. Rude. <laughs> and that's all I got. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Send in your stories. We need them. Ghoulsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook, request to join the group, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. And we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.